They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey, everybody. Welcome back again to Shooting the Shit with Chippa. Um, tonight with me, I have Mason Luxenberg, who goes as at MasonL87 on Twitter. And there's also a Kill All Nazis in there, which I think is wonderful. Um, it's just great. Fuck those guys. Um, anyway, uh, welcome to Shooting the Shit with Chippa, Mason. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. Um, it, oh, dude, it's, it's a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Um, Mason actually uh, helped bump me up over my $200 patron mark, um, which is a new thing I've been trying to do. I, I don't feel I do content content consistently enough yet to get levels and things going, so this was kind of my idea to try out if people would be interested in helping me out, and then I help them out in return, so um, congratulations. <laughs> you win, <laughs> whatever that Yay! means. It's, it's kind of like the last Starfighter. Um, sorry, I regret to inform <laughs> you that you now have to help me um, destroy an intergalactic entity in space. Are, are, you, are you on board? <laughs> I've been training my entire life for that moment. That, that's kind of what I figured. All right, sweet. <laughs> so anyway, um, this, just like uh, my recent podcast where I've been having people I've never met on, I really know nothing about you other than the quick conversations we've had back and forth. So um, uh, I'll start with, t- tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Who are you, buddy? Uh, well, I, uh, I'm currently living in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, the, uh, the forgotten metropolis, forgotten as you will. Forgotten metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, I guess that sounds a bit more dire than it needs to but it's just you think about big cities everywhere like you think chicago new york los angeles san diego atlanta whatever and nobody mentions salt lake city even though it's completely functional quote-unquote big city here in the middle of the fucking desert right right (laughs) but uh, no it's a it's a cool place um i work in the uh, it field Uh, i have been Mr. Computer Guy, pretty much since I was seven years old. Oh, that's awesome. Because, uh, you know, we got our first computer, and my dad just looks at this thing and says, <laughs> somebody else figured this out. And I'm like, well, I have a toxic relationship with the sun anyway, so here we go. <laughs> so um, so how, how old are you, uh, Mason? I'm about 33 years old. Oh, cool. So you're a year younger than me. Perfect. Uh, you're gonna be like i'm 12 oh all right <laughs> no all right that's I'm incredibly all. wordy 12 year old incredibly wordy 12 year old so um uh were you born and raised in salt lake how'd you end up there? uh no i was uh, i was uh born uh born and raised in uh chicago or a suburb of chicago actually until about 14 then uh family moved to uh south florida uh where i went to school at uh a high school that was recently in the news unfortunately marjorie stoneman douglas high Oh, geez. All yeah, right. I went. That was my alma mater. And after that, I uh, moved to South Carolina because my best friend from uh, high school moved there and said, you should come with. And I'm like, well, I'm a rebellious teenager and fuck my dad. So wow. <laughs> I moved to South, I've moved to South Carolina for was there for 10 years. Um, and uh, I moved to Salt Lake City when, uh, again, people uh, I went to school with, uh, this time people I went to college with, had moved here a couple years ago, or a couple years prior. And just, every time I would talk to them, uh, my buddy James would just harangue me, dude, Salt Lake City is great. There's so much more IT jobs here than uh, South Carolina. And eventually, you know, I ran out of opportunity in South Carolina. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yes, fine. I'll... Salt Lake City, whatever. And turns out it's really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I, 
bounced all over the place. I've I've never been out that way, um, but I've been to South Carolina, and I can see why you left. Well, here's the thing with South Carolina, and like, look, obviously I'm Jewish, so I had massive reservations <laughs> about going out there because you know, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that was never really an issue when I was there. Yeah, like, I never I never encountered any bad people in South Carolina. I heard a lot of stories while we were driving through down there, like, hey, with your Massachusetts license plates, you might not want to park anywhere, you know, and stuff like that. No, the people were fine. It's just, you know, there was just an air of, uh, I don't even sure how to, how to properly explain it. it. It just felt like way too Jesus-y. Yeah, that, like, that's exactly you, it. Yeah. You couldn't sw- you, <laughs> you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting about five different churches. So you know, I left there and came to Salt Lake City, Utah, which is so much better <laughs> in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> oh mm. God. So I, I was concerned. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I was very concerned. You know, when I did move here, you know. I was very concerned about like, oh, the Mormons and they're going to, they won't leave you alone because my dad being, you know, almost 70s, just super paranoid about that sort of shit. And look, they've come to my door a couple times, no doubt, but I've always very politely turned them away, except for one time where I not so politely turned them away. <laughs> and they and then they turn around like, well, uh, we're going to leave you with the Book of Mormon anyway. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool, thanks, bye. And they left, and into the trash it went. Of course. Because it's like, dude, if I want to find religion, which I won't, I don't know what the end of that sentence is. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. You're too nice, and I can't be mean to you, but you're freaking me out. Um, <laughs> I've definitely had that problem so, in the so past. I, I don't know if you've uh, – I wasn't sure if I was going to have it up before this or not. I don't know if you've listened to the most recent episode of The Tangent, but – um. Bob and I went into our uh, Catholic school upbringing. For yes, we I, were... I did. All right, cool. I did listen to that. And I was very, I was a bit freaked out to hear me to hear myself name dropped. I was like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I love doing that to people. <laughs> my, 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 bro- my brother kind of brought me along on this ride. I've, I've always liked creating stuff with him, and the, the way that that kind of worked out is, he said he goes, oh, my fans want me to do a podcast. You should do one with me. What I didn't realize is he. He wasn't doing it because he wanted to do a podcast. He was doing it because he wanted me to do one. And <laughs> it was a trick the whole it, time. It was, it was a trick. And he, he said, he goes, he, we got about two or three episodes into it. And he said, um, you're very welcome. This is your gift. Let's set you up with a Patreon. I want you to I want you to get fans. And I'm like, oh, I dude, did, that's awesome. I did kind of always wonder why that why that very quickly shifted over to your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was very cool. Um that that was really awesome of him. So 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 yeah. So, so Bob, you know, he he did that awesome thing for me because, um, the world's a hard place, and I've always liked creating, and uh, so it's it's cool. It's cool to get fans. I I really I I, I love doing this, and I I really like having you on this. So it's so like I was saying, up here in the East Coast, you know, I you were kind of in the thick of it. You were you were right down in the in the middle of the creepy crazy. Oh, Bi- the, Bible the buckle, insanity. The buckle of the Bible. Belt. Yeah, see up here, you know, we... It, it's interesting. So going to Catholic school, I actually felt I was more insulated from the crazy people that take it a little bit too far. Like I always say, 
I got like the moral side of it from school that, you know, the actual part of it that, you know, I guess is the intention of treat people not like shit. You know what I mean? Which which is kind of the basis of all good religion, right? If 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 there is any such thing, um, yeah, I uh, I have my doubts. No, me me too. But um, I'm, I try to be fair. Um, but but then I got into uh, um, high school, and unfortunately, even uh, to get confirmed, confirmed whatever, uh, the sacrament, um, they uh, they make you go to Sunday school with everybody else, even though I was already in school taking religion class um and anyway so that's where i met the kids that were going on their own volition do you know what i mean the ones who like were only like 16 17 years old and they've already gone through five years of drug addiction and this is this is helping them out and they've been saved and i'm just like oh god they're gonna bring out freaking kool-aid pretty soon aren't they like those kids were gonna crash and burn pretty quick oh my god and so it, that, that's what I was like. And I feel insulated from that. And that it's like everybody you meet that's into religion in the buckle is that way, you know? And that's, it's just uh, like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a lot like that. I'm not going to lie. Um, was it? We uh, I did try going to like a temple down there because I'm not, uh, not, not really a religious person. Our family is you know, all Jewish, but we're all kind of Jewish by association. Right. Right. If that right. makes sense. Like the one, the look, the one Jewish thing I do each year is I, you know, pull out a menorah. I drive around for three hours trying to find one fucking store. Will, that'll sell me the candles <laughs> and do that once a year. But I've even turned that into kind of a, what's the word? Like a, like a joke. Because well, every course. year I'll take, every year I'll take a picture of the menorah, like Hanukkah night one or whatever. And then I'll, you know, put a coat and then I'll like put on Facebook, like Hanukkah night one origins, Hanukkah night two back into hood and add bad movie. Sometimes that's freaking hysterical. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> if you still do that, that's I, awesome. Uh, I have, I have been, do, I've been doing that for, I don't, I think I have, I think I have a text document. Let me see. What the hell is that? Damn it. Where the hell? Ah, fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> that's awesome. I'll, I'll I, grab it later. I have um a friend of mine that, who's who him and his wife are, the most unreligious people I know, and that includes me. Um, they uh, they do a geek nativity scene, so they've got like you know Godzilla is like you know a camel, and it's it's just hysterical. It's it's absolutely wonderful, and they they post a new thing of it each day. <laughs> Man, I would read a lot more of the Bible and the Torah and whatever if uh, Joseph and Mary wrote in on fucking Godzilla. Right, right, exactly. Um, well, if if you go to the uh, the the Bible Museum or whatever the hell it's called in the Midwest, they have Jesus riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex in one part of it. Yeah, from what, from I've, what I've heard, <laughs> I've I've heard that. It makes me sick to my stomach to think about that. So, so you you brought up an interesting thing that I want to double back to. Not not being Jewish and kind of being in the religion that's highly publicized and kind of part of normal popular culture without having to be that religion which is still completely bonkers how all of that works so you said driving around for three hours to find the candles for your menorah so where do you buy those candles 
Well, I've just kind of uh, given up on finding them locally. A lot of uh, it, back when I lived in South Carolina, the only place I could buy them was like Target, and the only and they would just they would shunt all of their Hanukkah stuff to like the end cap of one random. Right. Aisle. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like fucking impossible. So now I just like look it up on Amazon and buy it. And I think I last year I just bought like five boxes, so I'm good for a couple years. Now, now are they? Not knowing this, I mean, I've had I've had friends that are Jewish and are various levels of either hardcore into it or kind of more on the you know the traditional stuffs there because you're a good Jewish boy, you know. I I get that, but um, uh, is there some special makeup size? Like, do they have to be made a certain way? Like, is that? I don't. I'm not really sure about like you know material composition or whatever it's more just these are the candles that will fit inside yeah. a regulation I, I wasn't sure if it was uh, oh they you know need to be blessed and have the you know <laughs> shit man i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just asking because I, I you know bob and i were talking about you know on, on the on the tangent about the the minute you try to explain catholic traditions outside of christmas to anybody it sounds like fucking harry potter you know hey what man, I mean? I, hey man, I've seen those. I've seen those three seasons of Daredevil. That all looks fucking bananas. It right? is, and and it's not lying. <laughs> That's the fucking crazy thing about it, man. Oh, what you're so you're saying the blind guy that jumps around like a goddamn ninja is the least ridiculous part of that show? Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so so you know so your upbringing was was Jewish? Like was it more? Heavy-handed, traditional when you were a kid, or no? It's always been kind of a gaff. I'm pretty sure my parents sent uh, sent my brother, uh, my twin brother, and I to Hebrew school just because they felt like they had to. Right, you're, this is and what I, we're I, supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, I look. I don't begrudge them for it. You know, they're good. Pe- they were good people. They still are. <laughs> um, but no, it's just you know, every Tuesday and Thursday, living in. Suburb of Chicago, we would go to a congregation, B'nai Joshua, Beth Elohim, which I enjoyed the building more than I enjoyed anything in it. Because it was a very, it was like a circular building. So everything was slightly curved, if that makes sense. That is really so like, cool. Yeah, I get, I get it. <laughs> you just walk around the whole thing a couple times. Like downstairs was like the classrooms and the offices and whatever. And then upstairs was the synagogue, which... I mean, it was very something I uh, something I noticed, and I'm gonna get off onto a tangent here. Uh, is a lot. It's all the synagogues I've been to. They will have, you know, they um, they have the altar where the rabbi stands and does his spiel. But every synagogue will have uh, what they call the ark, which is where they, which is like usually a double doored thing in the back of the. Uh, I lost my brain here for a second back at the the podium the stand the area yeah, yeah, up there. Yep. altar whatever you want to call the altar it. Yeah. thank you jesus <laughs> thank you jesus so, but, so... But, but dude you know, you, <laughs> he had nothing to do with he's this. just a guy <laughs> he was a good robot he was very logical but we do not believe he was the messiah anyway <laughs> So inside the ark, there's like always five or six different Torahs. And if you ask the rabbi, which you shouldn't because he'll talk your goddamn ear off. If you ask the rabbi, he'll sit there and tell you, well, this Torah, Torah was in a, came from this other synagogue and there was a fire or this Torah is from, and that every Torah has some kind of fucking origin story, like a goddamn Marvel character. It's absurd. 
But they're all, like, very cool, very, like, just, you know, I'm sure you've seen these things, the giant fucking scrolls. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. does one of them turn into a larger Toro when it's angry? <laughs> I've, I, I don't know. I've never seen an angry Toro, so. I mean, I've, I've, really I've, I've read some excerpts from it. They sound pretty angry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get Old Testament on your ass. That's right. Uh, no, um. But the thing, uh, the thing about them, because you know, I did the whole thing with the bar mitzvah and whatever. So in Hebrew school, when I was younger, I feel like before the confirmation was more about trying to teach you like the Hebrew language and the Hebrew customs or whatever. Because when you're bar mitzvah, you're gonna need to know that shit. Right. What they don't tell you in Hebrew school, and why I really wish they had is learning Hebrew is a difficult thing because there's like the like the 20 some odd letters or characters but then there's also a bunch of like vowel sounds that go underneath the letters so you know so you like start with this sound and then you move into the vowel to make another to like make a uh, a e i o or u sound or whatever and then you move to the next letter so it's kind of like you're zigzagging as you're reading Jesus. Which is real fucking weird. But then the Torah does not have the vowels in it. <laughs> you're just supposed to intuit what the fuck you're supposed to say. Oh, no. <laughs> so the only way anyone can get through their bar mitzvah, and I, every person I've talked to has said the same thing, is I just remember I just read the goddamn Haftorah section so many times. I just like, I recognized the vague blockiness of the of the characters in the Torah, and I just faked it. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, they they expect some real uh, some real magic from twelve year olds. I'll tell you that. Yeah, man. My my mother t- was telling us, you know, their generation is the last of the, you know, good Catholic kids. You still there? Yeah. Oh, it sounded like you dropped out. Sorry. My my mother and father's generation. Well, my father was Protestant, so that's a completely different other thing. But um, m- my mother was the last of the Catholic kids and needed to learn Latin. Because the whole freaking mass when they were kids was in Latin. You know, that language that everybody speaks. Yes, <clears throat> that language that certainly is not only for summoning demons and sounding like a maniac. And it's the craziest thing, right? Because all of the modern, you know, romance languages and everything, which still kind of breaks me, all derive from Latin. Even mm-hmm. though when you hear Latin, it sounds <laughs> scary and horrifying. It sounds like, it, it, yeah, it's always like, and it's like, the fuck you talking? It does. It sounds like you're trying to summon a demon. Uh-huh. I mean, you... <laughs> so, wait, you're, you're saying they don't do that? I mean, I, I feel like I'm being watched. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I won't tell the, the Jewish kid what we actually did. <laughs> no, 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 no. No summoning demons that I know of. Although, although it's amazing it's amazing how many young kids you go through Catholic school with end up in like super like satanic death metal bands and stuff like that. Dude, you you got to burn off that shit somehow. <laughs> we um now we only go into churches uh for, you know, weddings and funerals and stuff and right. we have a large Russian Orthodox population up this way um which it, you know Everything is in Latin and Russian, and it's all said in triplicate, so it's all repeated. And we went to a wedding. It lasted for three hours, 
but it was one of the funniest experiences because the um whatever I, I don't know if they called him a minister or a priest or a father or whatever, but he he was like running it like it was a stand up comedy show because he knew it was there were people there that weren't into it, so he was having fun with it. And it was hysterical. He's like, now I'm going to say a whole bunch of random stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I have to say it. You know what I mean? And it's like, this is hilarious. It's like, he's just having fun with it. And this is why I should never be like a priest or a teacher or a pastor or a rabbi or whatever, because I will just use that shit to like workshop stand up. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, what do you guys think? This, this hitting for you? Okay, I'm going to just get out my notepad. Scribble, scribble, scribble. No, okay. Move on to next joke. Okay. In my mind, every every priest I ever think of just looks like George Carlin in Dogma. Oh, God. Blesses, okay. blesses his golf clubs. I have a George Carlin story. Oh, no shit. Well, it's a story adjacent to George Carlin. All right. So back when I lived in uh, South Carolina, uh, my best friend, uh, John, who, you know, he's the one that's like, hey, come up here and live, whatever. So we, 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 lived to, we were living together for a while. Um, so we know, you know, we saw, you know, he, he comes, he runs up to me one day after I got home from work. He's like, Mason, Mason. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what, what, what? He says, George Carlin is coming to Greenville. And I'm like, no shit, huh? Okay, yeah, when? He gives some date a couple of months down the line. I'm like, yeah, cool, we'll we'll have to check that out once it gets closer. A couple of months go by. I had kind of fallen into a deep depression. And so when John came back to me with, hey man, George Carlin, I was like, eh, just wasn't into it. Like, ah, we'll see him next time. Oh no. And like a year later... <laughs> George Carlin passes away, us not having to gotten to go see him, and to this day, I feel like every third time I talk to John, he will not let me, hey, Mason, let's go see George Carlin. Oh! Yeah, he, <laughs> we have a place up the street um, in a town called Beverly called the North Shore Music Theater, and I don't know if the, it's that Carlin knew the guy that ran it real well from when he was coming up or not. But he played a show there every year, and I never got a chance to see him. And I'm still super regretful of it. Um, he was, I feel he, like a lot of – maybe it's just like the area here, but a lot of shows, uh, like uh, was it like last year when uh, they were doing the MST3K yep. anniversary show. They did it this they year were, too. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping they'll actually show up here because last year they were scheduled to come to the peace to the peace center or no not the peace center that's so good. To, they were scheduled to come somewhere here in uh, in Salt Lake City and then like a couple of weeks before it was supposed to happen they canceled it and didn't give any real reason. Oh no way that's awful. <laughs> like did they not sell enough tickets? Who the fuck knows? But are they gonna show? Are they gonna try again this year? Probably not because I looked at the schedule and we weren't on it. And that bugged the crap out of me. Oh, man. Yeah, fuck, because I would have gone to that. I would have I would have been like, fucking give me the best seat I can afford for that shit. Oh, it was that awesome. That is my jam. It was awesome. Well, you know, whatever. I got We got more of uh, the, the next season on Netflix in a couple of weeks. And I am yeah. very much looking forward to that. Yeah, that, that shit was my jam. It was wonderful. I, uh, oh, God. It, so so the last year when they came around... um. They, you you know, the, 
as that I grew up, you know, that was like my formative like geek years was staying up late watching that show. Oh um, yeah. And uh you know, Joel comes out and he does his like spiel introducing it cuz last year he was just kind of like the guy on the sidelines, you know, talking it up and doing the introductions and stuff. But he led everyone in a follow the bouncing moon um, version of the theme at the beginning. Yes. And I got freaking chills. It was like I, I it was like the first time in my life I ever felt like real true nostalgia for something. Right. Because most of the things from my childhood, like bands that I followed that weren't, you know, like already established are still around. You know, so I go and see him and it's like, yeah, this has some nostalgia to it, but you're still making music. You're still making stuff. Mystery Science Theater left for a long time, you know, so it's like there's like a lifetime, a teenager's worth of lifetime, you know, for me here. And it it was just such a cool feeling to have like a whole crowd of people. And then then there were people with their kids there, you know, seeing it for the first time. And it's like, this is awesome. I, I it was it was just great. When I was uh, when I was a kid, I was introduced to MST3K through my father. Um, Your dad sounds awesome. He's uh he's, he's, a, <laughs> or good, at least, he's a good dude. Or at least in it, you know, you said there were some rough things, but he just sounds like well, he sounds like yeah. a good dad. <laughs> he is he's he's a good guy. Um, so yeah, when uh when my my twin brother Aaron and I were uh were very young, he uh it was you know it would always be like the weekend, and he'd be like, all right guys, we're gonna watch the monster movie show now. I will give you each a quarter if you can stay up, you know. <laughs> throughout t- till the end and he would i, I never got that quarter because <laughs> you know i'm a dumb kid i cannot i'm sorry i can't it's like i'm sorry dad i can't stay up till one o'clock in the fucking morning right exactly exactly <laughs> say so it's like it's like well congratulations dad that's like the safest bet you'll ever make and it's just a quarter what the hell what is right. this the 1920s <laughs> this communist <laughs> communist russia over here no it's but then um like when the I remember specifically when the uh, MST3K movie came out. Oh. Uh, we all three of us went to see that because I was like, "God, what what year? What did what year did that come out in?" Ninety four. Was it that? Uh, that doesn't. Ninety six. So it was. It was early it, in there. Yeah. Probably. Well, but we can so, both yeah. Google this while we're talking. <laughs> yeah, but Chris um, is typing on his phone. <laughs> fantastic but no so that movie came out and i remember like we didn't really see a lot of movies in theaters back then but when it 96 came out on video, okay so yeah i was i would have been like 11 or so so yeah once it came out on uh, on video we rented it and we all watched it together and it i i remember that being some of the funniest shit i had ever fucking that seen. movie's goddamn perfection it's like i but what was what was interesting to me was my dad obviously had seen this island earth in its uncut form at some point. Yep. So, like, during the movie, he's like, wow, they cut out this whole chunk here. I'm like, oh, that's why this doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yes, that's why this Island Earth sucks. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's the only reason. <laughs> Cowards, give us the Snyder Cut of this Island Earth. Oh, did you, did you just call... <laughs> All right, so so Mason and I are calling out the internet. Someone is going to make us a Snyder cut of this island earth. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to know what's going to be cut into that. Batman's penis. Batman's penis, shots of Henry Cavill crying, and Kevin Costner getting sucked up into a uh, tornado over and over and over and over and over 
and oh, sorry. Oh man, that would be hysterical. We, dude, did did you ever see um, Be Kind Rewind? I wanted. I remember I wanted to. Oh, it's like, a, it's was... awesome. It's ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah, that's with uh, that's Jack Black and most of yeah, right? and it was um the guy that made Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, uh, 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 Michelle, Michelle Gondry. Gondry. Yes, and uh, the ad campaign was like you know Swede, your own version of some movie. So yes. we should that that should be a new thing. Let 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 Snyder cut it. <laughs> just make it long and overblown, and then and then uh, and then recut the second half as if um, uh, Joss Whedon made it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just retint all the colors. Don't we're worry just, if it looks. We're we're okay. just gonna stick comedy in here. Yeah. You know, um, it won't feel weird at all. So, do you actually ever get out to see Justice League? I have not seen justice league yet i also okay. haven't seen um suicide squad don't <laughs> so um and i'm not uh, really convinced that i saw batman versus superman <laughs> i watched don't it. worry nobody did <laughs> but i don't think my brain processed it <laughs> uh, well only true intellectuals actually <laughs> understand the, the brilliance yeah yes no um well, uh, so, uh, my buddy Will and I, we went to, uh, uh, see Justice League, and we both knew it would be a huge piece of shit. Like, let me just preface this, we both knew it would be, it would be fucking garbage. But he had seen all of the previous movies, I, you know, had abstained from all of them, because I had heard, rightfully so, that, uh, Man of Steel, kinda crap, uh, Suicide Squad, really fucking crap, Batman v Superman, just suicidally ter- terrible, etc., etc. Oh, yeah. So, we go and we see Justice League, and there is, there's a point in the movie where, uh, it's probably like the third act, where... <laughs> Where the guy, where uh, like I, the fucking villain Steppenwolf, who looks like a big a- CG animated turd. Yeah, I, I saw one picture of. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't deal bad. with it. It's bad. It all. It was all so bad. But like, there's a point in the third act where <laughs> something happens, and he's like, "Yeah, you don't know the truth." And then Superman floats in <laughs> and says, "You know, I've always been a fan of justice." And I, I could not. I made a loud wretch noise in my seat. Are you and fucking Will kidding next, me? Like I went, <laughs> my buddy next to me just doubles over, laughing his ass off. And like the whole theater, like turned around to look. It's like ah, someone made a weird chicken noise. That's great, but it was so, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, you, was... you were the most distracting thing going on right then. Yes, Man, fucking who cares? That movie was dog shit. No oh, wait, it no, sounds not so even. Bad. It was t- like I would, you know, I would like to know what the Snyder cut was because I would like to know if it was any more coherent than what was I released just, to theaters. I feel genuinely bad for that guy because yes. I. Because I he no no because I tragedy. well even yeah I mean that that in and of itself but just how bored and lonely and just angry must he have been because you can tell like Man of Steel you can see a movie wrestling with itself yes do you know what I mean and I feel yeah. like the movie he would have made to follow up Man of Steel would have probably mm-hmm. been something semi interesting 
You know, because he because he nope. wrote because he wrote a Clark Kent origin story. We've never really gotten that before. You know, okay. he wrote an origin story for you know how can this guy who's the perfect perfect person, naive an alien, um, mm-hmm. you know, on the other end, uh, what gets him to that point? How does he learn to you know the the cover? How does he learn to be an Earthling? How does he learn to be human? And like that perfect like. 1950s chiseled guy thing this persona this perfect american guy persona he puts on how does he learn that and it's like okay you learn that through tragedy okay i can buy that i'm very angry that i'm very angry that you gave me that superman movie you know what i mean <laughs> but at the same time if he had led into and now because because remember the shot of henry cavill as clark kent at the end of the movie he walks in as yeah. christopher reeve clark kent sure and, yeah. and so i'm like yes we're gonna get a we're gonna get a great because because I think Snyder making a uh, um a Superman movie like Superman two, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Would be would be awesome. I think that's right in his wheelhouse. But instead, he has to carry this dark, brooding torch of what they were trying to do, and he's partially responsible for that. I get it. You know, I've been through this a lot before, but the the guy the guy can make a good movie. Um, he he, is, he can make look, dog shit. He can make movies. dog shit movies too. Um, but uh, I, it's that entire direction that they were going in with those movies was just wrong for the material. You mm-hmm. can't you can't make everything Batman. That's that's what the the point of the DC comic books. That's why Bat Batman's kind of like the antithesis to the rest of it. You know what I mean? And it, the whole point of Batman is you should is, you know, hey, Batman is cool, sort of, but you really shouldn't want to be Batman. Right. And um and just, you know, the worst parts of Wonder Woman, even though I think that movie's great, the mm-hmm. worst parts of it are the parts that are trying to follow that rule book. You yeah. know, and, and the best parts of it are the parts that are like, no, this is a superhero movie. It can be flashy and it can be silly, and we're gonna have a freaking hero money shots all over the place. Because that's what people are showing up here to see. Yeah, um, I, saw, I saw I saw Wonder Woman in theaters, and it was like it was fantastic. It, it I had mean, okay, I mean, fine. The the ending kind, the, 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 the still, last it had bit kind of sucked, but yeah, it sure. had people standing up in their seats and cheering, and that's mm-hmm. what a superhero movie should do. Absolutely, hell, the the Chris Nolan Batman movies did that to crowds, even though they were that dark, brooding, super realistic, you know, kind of clinical type of superhero movie. But Batman that works for. <laughs> yeah, Batman's not. Batman doesn't shoot lasers out of his ass or it fling spider webs or whatever. It doesn't work for Superman. And no, um, you can't. You can't look. I'm sorry. I, I God, what was it? It was years ago. So I saw something on the internet. Someone said, "Hey, man. So you know, now that we've got this thing with Batman, we're gonna make a Superman movie. But instead of crypt, instead of being from Krypton, he's just from Canada. And instead of you know being able to fly, he just pilots a helicopter pretty good. Oh no." <laughs> Like yeah, I would have. I would have. That's outwardly, practically what they're wanting to make here. I would have outwardly crap. protested that movie. <laughs> the, I'm sorry. How is this in any way super? Guy enjoys maple syrup and pilots a chopper. What's the? Where's the movie there? We, what are we gonna call that? Like Mountie Man. Yeah, there you go. Or uh, guy. Guy is just <laughs> bitten by a radioactive Canadian. <laughs> this man is now super polite. Super polite. Sorry about that, eh? <laughs> that's his. That's his tagline. Yeah, I guess. Um. So 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 I I've done so much content on Batman versus Superman. I know. <laughs> no, no, I, that was I, no, that was hilarious. 
I'm but, aware. Um, but I, I so so I, I I had a cool thought. So you know we're um, you know, we're both obviously cut from the same geek cloth here. Um, but you came at it from a different place, different part of the country, um, different religious background. So give me a little bit of background of Mason growing up. Like what you, you talked about mystery science theater. You saw that with your dad. Like, mm-hmm. give me a little bit of background. What shows were you into? What video games did you like? You know, oh, um, God. yeah, let's, let's do Let's do this. Okay. Um, God, hold on. Let me just think for a second. Uh, so when I was a kid, um, you know, I, you know, I would say I was into the Ninja Turtles, except I couldn't be because my, you know, hyper anxious ass, like, uh, Krang scared the piss out of me. So as a result, like the, that whole, that whole series, the cartoons, the fucking movies, whatever was like practically poison for Mason. And it wasn't until years later that I actually, you know, got over my shit and saw it. And it's like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. That first movie kicked a absurd amount of ass. Uh, that first movie, it, it really, it's kind of the quintessential new line superhero movie. Absolutely. And, I mean, and, then again, I can't really say that I was a, I had a good critical eye back then because I also really enjoyed Surf Ninjas. So. No, that's okay. I, I, again, so did I. And um, Three Ninjas Kick Back and Three you know, I, I was into all that crap. But the thing with Ninja Turtles is it stands the te- test of time over those because they actually tried to make a good movie. And yes. I think I think that, um, you know, there was a lot of superhero movies in the 90s that came after that that forgot that. You know that the Ninja Turtles it was it was goofy, it was silly, it was you know radioactive teenage turtles that spout funny catchphrases. But oh wait a minute, there's internal conflict and empathy problems between the characters, and we're gonna make the movie have entire segments of people just talking. And I remember seeing that as a kid and going, they're treating this with respect. And again, then I was only there to see the turtles doing stuff, but that that resonates in your head, right? It's like. Oh, yeah. someone cares, and they didn't really people, have to. People actually gave a shit. What a weird concept. Yeah, and so um, you know, I find like you know we have like the Marvel movies and things like that that are doing so well, and people wonder why. And it's like you can look back to movies like that, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of set that because again, they're still more like the new line. New line has a very specific look and feel to what they make, and you know the teenagers are always depicted in a certain way and you know this and that but you know that movie had a lot more in tune with like the karate kid than it did with you know um surf ninjas yeah (laughs) uh, when i was a kid all all, all the stuff i could uh, get my hands on at blockbuster that was like new line stuff was all like my jam because like i knew for, for whatever reason i knew that new line was like they they make cool shit, and there's gonna be fun. There's gonna be fucking karate in there. That's that's always fun. And so even I can't remember any like most of the movies I saw that were New Line movies, but like I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that I found them endlessly entertaining. Oh but yeah. A, a movie from that era that I will stand for forever is uh, Meteor Man. Oh Meteor Man. I watched. Th- I I, I I practically wore that VHS tape out. That shit, that was so goddamn cool to me. Meteor Man did and, not get the credit it deserved. 
It at really all. didn't because like I like I haven't watched it in like two decades, so maybe one day I'll go back and like maybe it sucks. It probably doesn't, but maybe who knows? <laughs> no, Meteor Man's one of those ones that holds up weird. It holds up That's... oddly. Yeah. It... Like one of the things I remember from that movie is like he can hear that he can talk to like he can understand the dog or whatever, but for whatever reason the dog has a robot voice, and I was never really like, why the hell didn't they just dub in a voice? What the hell are they doing? <laughs> like even as a kid, I'm like, this is just wrong. Dogs aren't robots. Well, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, me, that me. That did movie, you, did cool you notice shit. that the Shazam trailer? Um, I don't even know if New Line exists anymore. They might, but either way, DC understood what they were making, so they stuck the New Line logo on it. Yeah, you know, I and watched I that Shazam trailer awesome. like five times. That was that was like, holy shit, a character that, like, this looks great. This looks fun. Well, This it, looks like it's going to be a good time. It's the polar opposite of the Venom trailer, which I still haven't seen that movie, but I watched the Venom I, trailer and I I went, will not see that movie. I, I watched the trailer and I go, it looks like somebody's trying to evoke a 90s superhero movie. Mm-hmm. But they unfortunately picked a Crow sequel. <laughs> you know? Um, whereas, you know, the this one you go, oh, Shazam, it looks like they're trying to evoke, you know, a 1990s superhero movie. Which one are they trying to evoke? The Ninja Turtles. All, all you know, of them. Any right? That's the kind of thing. Um, and oh, that's so okay. So Ninja Turtles, Meteor Man. So uh-huh, so what else? Uh-huh. What, what what's some of your early uh, harnessing harnessing the geek bug? If oh you will. God. Um, really, I was really into Darkwing Duck when that was on the air. Have you seen that they have? They have him kind of great ghost style. Yeah, in the yes. New DuckTales. Yeah, I, I How loved. Cool is oh that? my god, I fucking loved the new Ducktales. That shit was fantastic, and like the fact that like Darkwing Duck is just a TV show in that universe, and Launchpad is like the only person who who remotely remembers gives it. a shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a I, weird. I mean, whatever. That wall whole, breaking. It's, yeah, it is, but like that whole. That whole show is great, and the fact that it's getting a second season or whatever, and they're making more of it. I mean, like, of course that was going to happen. You know, Scrooge McDuck is like the OG, super rich guy having fun, whatever. And that was also my jam when I was a kid Disney, with the original. Disney Duck. has to keep doing this to me. They, they, they have to keep bringing things back from my childhood, and I want to be angry at them for it, and then they nail it. Right, right. Like, the new Muppet Babies is freaking perfection. I watch See, I it, I watch it I with my daughter. That. She loves it. And mm. the very first episode has a Raiders of the Lost Ark reference in it. Like, they're making the same damn show. Oh, wow. Holy crap, that sounds cool. <laughs> Might have to look into that. Right? It's it's crazy. There's an episode where they do, um, they, they go into a museum and are uh, interacting with a painting. Like there's like living things inside the painting that they're interacting with, and it. I'm looking at it. And I go, that painting looks familiar. Holy crap! That's the painting that Cameron is staring at at the museum sequence in Ferris Bueller Day Off. And then right. the show slows down, and the music from Ferris Bueller starts, and they do the whole sequence <laughs> what? with like Fozzie staring at the poster, just like Cameron. And I'm like, no kid is gonna get this, and I'm applauding this. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's know? like they understand. Look. This is a show for children, but there's a show for children so young that their parents are going to be in the room anyway, so we might as well throw them a bone. Well, and that's what was crazy, right? Because the original Muppet Babies was throwing in references to things that were happening that kids were watching at the time. Right. Now the new show is throwing references in still to that time. 
because they know the kids that grew up with it are now have kids and watch it. It's just, it's such, and they shouldn't be putting that kind of care into it. You know, anyone that craps on Disney, because again, they're only doing it to make money, but everything is only there to make money. The most beloved thing, you know, I, I hold on an almost, um, you know, untouchable level, the Lord of the Rings films. But again, they were on, they only exist because someone thought they could make money. You, you know what I mean? That's the only reason they're here. Um, right. And so, you know, at some day being cynical about, you know, fan service in a Star Wars movie is like this fan service there because they know that you're going to show up like <laughs> it's okay. the fact that you're complaining about it means it worked. Dumbass. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, OK, wow. So, Dark so yeah, that's sort of stuff. Let's um, get dangerous. Yeah. Oh my God. That's again. Show was just so much my jam, and I did like even as a kid, I didn't really realize how much of kind of a dumbass Drake Mallard was. Yes. But it was just he was like he was like he thought he was so cool. It was like yeah. It was like uh fucking fake it till you make it or whatever. Right. So I'm fairly certain, and I, I don't fact check these things because I don't want to. Um. But um. I'm fairly certain that Darkwing Duck may have been one of the last. Um, at least hand animated. I don't think it was hand colored, but hand animated Disney TV shows. And even if it wasn't, they put a ton of money into it. Like I remember Darkwing Duck being a thing. It was like a huge gamble for them. And oh, I don't, yeah. and I don't know if you got um, where where you grew up, but we had it was like WLVI fifty six was the local channel that played. It's now ABC or whatever, but at the time that played the Disney cartoons. And I mean, they had the Aladdin show. They had Tailspin. Oh, yeah, you know, oh. they had uh, and, and um, Tailspin would be a great one for them to bring back too. Um, that, especially... There's no good. I mean, they had Don Carnage in Ducktales, so there's right. no good reason not to do it. Right. But man, yeah, Tailspin was always. I'm su- like, I really enjoyed that. I'm even surprised. As, like, 90s as it was. I'm surprised they didn't pull a Tailspin tie-in when they did the new Jungle Book movie. Because that. <laughs> Just in the background of the Jungle Book, you see a crashed plane, or right? Whatever, or or the... just or just make a new cartoon and have Bill Murray voice Baloo, just because. I, <laughs> you know, I feel like would Bill Murray do it? Yeah, of course he would. Would He's, he? Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't have shown up for the movie if he wouldn't do a freaking voice for a TV show too. Yeah. He did you he... did you enjoy the Jungle Book movie? Yes, I did. Did you Good see man. it? Yeah, I saw it. It was fantastic. It, it's wonderful. It shouldn't be. No, it every, should have been. It should have been a piece of shit. Every, <laughs> I was every, expecting it. To everything be. inside me tells me that it, it it should suck, and it was wonderful. Um, John Favreau is such an interesting director. So weird, so just a weird dude in general. Like John Favreau, what do you do? Oh, you know, I, I made some comedies with my buddy Vince Vaughn when I was younger. Okay, well, um, what what um what are you doing now? I made Iron Man. You oh. may have heard of it. All right. What did you make before Iron Man? Elf and Zathura. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they're both great movies, but what? And what are you doing now? Oh, The Jungle Book and The Lion King. Well, what did you do before The Jungle Book? I made a little indie movie about a chef who rides a food truck around with John Leguizamo and his son, and it's all about father and son bonding. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what parallel reality did you escape from? Wait, he's 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 the strangest one of the strangest current people working because he's a big Hollywood director that carries himself like an indie filmmaker and still has that credibility about him. You know what I mean? Like he'll, he just wants to work. 
<laughs> right. And it's like, you you know, if, if a movie is going to be directed by John Favreau, you have no idea what you're going to get. But it's like, I mean, because, you know, look at other directors. Look like fucking Guillermo del Toro. All of his movies, ha- there's a through line there. You know exactly. what you're going to get. And don't get me wrong, I fucking love del Toro. But, but Favreau's a little bit more out of left field. You, you it's don't... like, it's like, well, you know, this, this could be good. It could be terrible. We're going to find out, but uh, I will go to the theater for that shit. Exactly. I mean, Cowboys, ver- Cowboys and aliens, right? It's like, you know what? That movie flawed as it was. No, exactly. But I mean, it was fun. How is that the fun. same guy? I mean, that movie has some unique shit in it. Like mm-hmm. visu- visually, story wise. Like, it, it's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, right. It's it's weird, right? You, we get directors like that, and they don't normally like because Ron Howard falls into a similar category of Favreau. Of course, Howard's yeah. career is way more, uh, is way larger, and he's been working sure. longer. But it's that same kind of thing. Like he'll just show up and work. Mm-hmm. You, like I think, but that's probably why Disney hired him to do so. Well, of course, the guy, the guy, he, he's he's he works, you know, mm-hmm. and he he's he he's never made, you know like the greatest film ever and he's never made anything that's been considered complete garbage it's just kind of always he he's formidable he's satisfactory he's a worker mm-hmm. he shows up does he have a visual flair of his own not really um but the guy works and people seem to really like him and i think it's awesome that ron howard made a star wars movie i don't care what one it is yeah, you know i, I what, think it's i think it's kind of awesome that American solo was graffiti. better than it had any right to be so, so, solo is is quite quite better than it had any right to be it's flawed but i had a lot of fun with it and again that movie should never have worked that should have been uh, a three episode arc of a tv show if that and um and john favreau's making the star wars tv shows so which it... is fucking bananas <laughs> right now speaking of speaking of star wars tv shows uh did did you see rebels i have not um i know a lot about it but, uh, but I have you not seen should it. definitely track down those de- those Blu-rays because uh, that show that show fucking goes places. Nice. Like there is some there is some shit in there. It's like I didn't realize that was in the Star Wars universe. I didn't realize they had that. Oh, that's cool! <laughs> I can't wait. Like there is some there that they do some shit with fucking Emperor Palpatine or whatever, where they turn him basically into like a creepy witch in the forest or whatever. No shit. Like, he's, he's absolutely doing some bubble, bubble, dial and travel sort of bullshit in there in the in the later season. It's like, where the fuck did this come from? This, this is the same guy who just who just sat on a chair, zapped a dude with lightning, and then fell down a hole? I, like, I gotta, where the fuck was this guy? I gotta say, take take anything you will from, from the prequels, away from them, for them, whatever. He's consistently the most interesting thing about those movies. Every um, time, he, you know what? Look, I didn't really much like the prequels, but no, God but damn he's it, every fucking time, phenomenal oh, in them. Sure, absolutely. <clears throat> you could just you could watch that lunatic bounce off of the screen for three hours. Just do that. Why? Why the hell not? Like, at least his rise to power in those movies makes makes a vague amount of sense. Right. There's especially, there's a, especially nowadays when we got a lunatic just grabbing yes. the power at all times. There, there's a majority of things in those movies that I wish I could just pretend wasn't canon. <laughs> But mm-hmm. but I like being able to watch you know the original trilogy and think of that rise to power in Palpatine because it makes him so much it makes him so much more vicious and and human even though you know to me it's like man that guy yeah. 
that guy fucked over people before he had magic powers. You know what I mean? And it's just like, holy shit. Like, well, I mean, think, well, it's like, well, gee, who, who would the, who would the worst villain in the universe be? I don't know. An evil politician with magic superpowers. Hey, look, we got that. So it's fucking, genius. He's, he's the most, look, he's the most diabolical politician since uh, Senator Armstrong in Metal Gear Rising. Yes. And, and see, that's the thing, right? Thing you can never take away from George Lucas. Cause you know, the the thing is now he doesn't have it anymore. They're making good Star Wars movies again. We got to shit on the guy. No, don't shit on the guy. The The guy only directed one good Star Wars movie. The, mm-hmm. the, the other three movies he had no intention of directing. I'd say yep. there's probably a movie and a half of good movie in the those three movies somewhere. Um, most of it is in the third one. But yep. um, uh, the guy can create one hell of an idea for a story, and he can create awesome characters. He's got both of those things. He just can't write dialogue <laughs> is, is what it really comes. He can't write dialogue in a cohesive story. He's needed other people to do that for him. Yes. And you know what? If you're if you're in it, if you're a good creator and if you have a good creative team, you can have people by your side that will, you know, check your failures. Right. Exactly. <laughs> And and not, and, lot of, and not let you a lot of that stuff was like, well, it's Star Wars, so fuck it, you know, it'll make a billion dollars. Yes, George, whatever you want, you want you want them to walk around with a uh, with a walking minstrel show. Cool, that sounds great. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Like that's, but that, that that's I can't imagine that wasn't like in the meeting. It's like yeah, this, you know. So surely there was someone in one of the meetings at Lucasfilm, like raising her. Um, so I'm not really sure about this amphibian duck guy. What's his purpose? Oh, he's he's, he's going to be like a Jamaican guy. Yeah, we're we're not so sure. We we <laughs> think that's the right kind of racial stereotype you want. These no, it'll be fine. Is he going to be wearing a big red, yellow, and green hat? Going to be snapping? Oh, my God. Just a, jo- a cloud a, of a smoke jo- following him around <laughs> everywhere he goes. A kid <laughs> with a steel drum standing next to him the whole time. Oh, my hey God. Hey, man, do not, do not disparage steel drums. Those things sound fantastic. Oh, yes, they do. But in that context, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, and you and know, who wrote this whatever. movie? An old white guy. Oh. <laughs> All right. If someone were to edit... The Phantom Menace, so that Jar Jar was just basically a walking uh, cloud of pot smoke with Bob Marley <laughs> music playing in the <laughs> yeah, just, just just suddenly in the background every time he's on screen. Misa Buffalo Soldier. I would Soldier. watch the hell oh, out of God. that. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta call up Hollywood. Yeah, no, we we've we've got gold on our hands there. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, so so what got us to Star Wars? Star uh, Wars. I was talking. Oh, shit, oh you're talking know. about we're, Rebels. Yes, I, I mentioned Rebels. It's very good. Uh, yada yada yada. Palpatine, Witch in the Woods. See it. It's very. It's fantastic. You know, the first season is a little touch and go because they kind of make the main character a little bit of kind of a precocious. Oh, weird Jedi powers. Okay, but <laughs> it again it goes places and there is some. There was some heavy shit in that show, but um, anyway, other stuff from my childhood. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Rebels, so that's... Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, look, I avoided it the whole first season, like, this is for kids, whatever, because I didn't really like Clone Wars very much, and then, but then it's like, oh, right, they, I heard, like, on, uh, uh, Birth Movies Death, when it, before it was Birth Movies Death, like, no, you should see Rebels, and they put it all, you know, it's all online, you could watch it all right now, I'm like, 
Well, I got nothing else to do. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, wow. But, but like, no. Uh, so other stuff, uh, obviously, in the uh, mid to late 90s, like, uh, I was a... I was getting to be a dumbass teenager, and like Toonami came on the air. Woohoo! And man, I fucking loved Toonami. I was, you know, would watch all of that shit every goddamn day. What was the <laughs> giant robot show that Toonami had that I don't think was Japanese? I think it was being made by a British company. Oh, I'm gonna forget the name of it now, but it, it was it was like about. It, it's not Evangelion because Evangelion. Okay. Because Evangelion, uh, it, oh, shit. Well, okay, what was it about? Give me a little I more don't, I don't remember any. No, that, that's the problem I'm having is I remember it being like one of Toonami's like pitch things when they were first. Oh, God. No, I, I do totally remember. They had like their own, a couple, they had a couple things. They had like. Acquired and re. Like re, will, or, or just willed into existence. I don't remember. I remember they had something that was like. Was it fucking IGPX or something? Some kind of like yep. robot yep. racing league or yep. something? I did not watch a moment of that. I just remember hearing about it. And then like, I think I went to the kitchen and made a sandwich. And then it was two months later and nobody cared. <laughs> but uh, man, Toonami was so fucking cool. Oh, it was awesome. Back in the day. Uh, members, I remember, you know, just of course, like every other dumbass white kid in the uh, late 90s, just watching those uh, those original uh runs of dragon ball z and just loving the hell out of it and like i remember staying up uh h um on the weekends to watch the toonami midnight run you know before adult swim existed and that's when they would like show the uh the three dragon ball z movies that had been dubbed at the time the fucking world's strongest tree of might and uh dead zone but they would show right. them uncut because like the ones they the ones you could that uh, that they would show otherwise were like really just chopped to hell. <laughs> Where it's like, oh no, the kid turned back to a person from a big ape monster, and thankfully there's a light. This this found it. Brush the, the big O. The big O was Japanese. I just couldn't remember. I, I just I, I love the big O. Yeah, the big O was awesome. I just remember that being a big thing that they pushed. You know, like there was a huge lead up to it. You know what the I big mean? O, you know, the Big O was really cool. I remember uh, I remember when Adult Swim uh, commissioned a second season. Um, did you ever fit, manage to get to watch all that? No, I only watched the first season. The first season is really good. The second season is more is much more of a mixed bag. But I remember particularly uh, it was uh, October in 2000, uh, 2003. And they were airing the second season for the first time, and it was uh, it was like Halloween, and they were we, they were we were supposed to get the final episode, episode 26, and they didn't air episode 26. They aired episode 20 again, and the entire internet, or at least the entire like Adult Swim community of the internet, just put them all on blast. Because oh, the episode yeah. they because the episode they aired was kind of a like had like a like a mummy character or whatever in it at some point so it was like very because again this was like halloween or right around halloween the week of halloween so everybody figured oh well they uh they decided to put on this spookier episode instead of the actual season finale like was you know seemingly scheduled and people didn't people were not into that yeah <laughs> people were not into that at all and they, it's like no you know you've got to do this and so it took I think they that they had to like rejigger their schedule and took a couple of weeks, but we did eventually get that final episode, which 
makes no fucking sense. Because I went back and watched that show from start to finish a couple years ago. Uh, nope, that second scene, uh, a lot of that shit just... What the fuck was this? <laughs> but, you know, who cares? Because the Big O as a robot is one of the best big robots. Yeah, that, that's... And I remember the ads were just kind of like, I have no fucking idea what this show's going to be, but look at that robot. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at that robot beat the shit out of that other guy. Um, oh, you know what show was really good and does not get its due? Megas XLR. Yes. Did you ever see Megas? Yep. I... So Megas was on when uh, I was I uh, I was in uh, in college I was uh, getting my uh, my learning on for my uh, IT stuff and I was working the front desk at a hotel at the time and it was a very not not busy hotel so there was and there was a uh, a TV in the front in the front desk area and I was usually the only guy there when I was working so I would just turn on Cartoon Network and just watch whatever the hell was on be it you know the Teen Titans cartoon or whatever. Um, and then when they announced like they're doing this, you know, this new show and it's like, ah, oh, the power of Megas just might save the world. If these two idiots don't screw it up first. And I, I was like, okay, that seems interesting. And I watched that first episode. I was on the floor laughing my ass off. That show was so goddamn fantastic. <laughs> like start to finish both seasons there. there there's not a bad episode in there. <laughs> Such fantastic characters, and just Steve Bloom doing the complete opposite of what you expect Steve Bloom to do <laughs> as the most as the most whiny sidekick carrier character he had like ever done in Jamie. That show was so goddamn good. <laughs> I am, I will never not be angry that the, the show didn't get more you know more episodes to itself. Yeah, that that it was fantastic. So um so what about um from like your 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 dad or your parents or from your your background was there anything um you know from like the Jewish side of things that was like you know uh I I don't know like a I'm I'm kind of reaching here but you know with with us you know we have like the Charlie Brown Christmas you know and all these sure. things that we see was there was there anything um you know, like a movie that you all watch together. Like I, I could imagine, you know, again, on my side, we got the Ten Commandments at Easter every year. You know, okay. was was there anything that you remember from that? Not when I was a kid, but as an adult, every year during Passover, I will put on The Prince of Egypt. Fucking that incredible That movie. movie, you know, even though obviously I've outgrown that story, I've outgrown that religion, that movie is fucking fantastic you do know? you remember all the crap they got when they had no. gods do you, you don't no what are you talking about so when god speaks to moses in the movie it's yeah multi- it's like an amalgam it's, it's amalgam it's of voices, voices and a couple of them are female and it made people so fucking angry and it made are you me serious and it made me so happy that they got angry <laughs> <laughs> if you are getting angry about, oh, no, we're going to uh, represent the, you know, the epitome, a god, the god of a universe with multiple voices from multiple different, uh, you know, genders and sexes and people and whatever. And languages. That's what even. you're getting angry. Yeah, if, that's, if you're getting angry about that and that's the worst thing you got, guess what? Your life is pretty fucking sweet. Go away. Right, let exactly. People ha- let people have their fun. 
I used to love the piss that Kevin Smith would take out of people when he made Dogma, when they, mm-hmm. you know, when they'd come and protest his movie. And so he'd show up at the protest with a yeah, sign and then I he'd get up that. on stage after and go, yeah, sorry. Um, just so all of you know, I, I go to church every Sunday. <laughs> like It's like, I'm sorry, but it, it should, it's, it I just should not be sacrilege to yeah. make a movie about this shit. He, and, and, and the funny thing is, Dogma is a pretty word-by-word um, mm-hmm. adaptation of what goes on in that shit, just in a funny way. Right, you know, it's, a, it's I don't I I enjoy that movie a lot just because it's like kind of a weird road movie and there's a lot of funny people in it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure if I'm sure if you grew up with that uh, with that oh, particular sect I loved of weirdness, it because it just takes the piss out of it all. Like mm-hmm. to see like you know Alan Rickman is the freaking Metatron, and I remember reading that there was a character like that. And they go, this would be the silliest fucking thing in the world, and he just shows up. Oh, it's great. It's just mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that, it, movie, that movie was something else. It was something else. Ex- exactly. It's a shit demon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of uh, speaking of movies real quick, uh, today I just uh, I went and saw Overlord. Oh, how is it? Oh, my fucking God. It was so good. It was – you know what? Yeah, you've seen the trailer. It's that movie. Oh, they that's wonderful. They ain't fucking around. It is exactly that movie. And it's like, look, I, I like I will go see a movie where Nazis get slaughtered and give it like six out of ten at base just for that. But the fact that there's like also there's there's like some fucking science fiction shit. There is some re- like the first twenty minutes of the movie is just some really good band of brothers type shit. Oh, I can't wait. And then it just and then it just like turns into like, oh, and by the way, science fiction body horror shit is happening. And also, I'm sorry, but the guy, uh the, the the one of the nerd scientist guys from Agents of Shield is in it. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh that the, the character who plays uh, who plays Fitz is, oh, uh, is one of fantastic. the characters. He's in there and he's like they're not even trying to hide that it's that guy. So, like, when shit goes fucking bananas, it's like, dude, just use one of your fucking wet magical Marvel science devices. You got this shit on lock. Come on. I can't I can't wait. I, I really love that the genre genre films are just being taken completely seriously again. Like, you can make something silly and do it well and have it be good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was – well, this, this, this was a bit more than good. It was just – it was – it knew what it was, and it's like, I'm going to be the best version of this – that I can, and it's just, it's so good, because, like, there there are parts of, like, I do not get freaked out by, like, some, by, like, you know, effects work or whatever, but there are some of the parts that I just, like, rolled back into my chair, like, ah! Nice! Like, yeah, it's, it's, and it's like, you know, if it was CGI, it was very good, subtle CGI, because no, it very I've well heard could have just been... I've heard there's a shitload of practical effects in that movie. Yeah, it, you can tell. You can tell. It's, uh, it's, it, there's some good shit in there. Oh, I can't wait! Like I absolutely a, can't wait. Some d- 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 no, the, uh, not uh, not to spoil anything, but there's a scene where someone gets injected with the magic with the fucking science serum, and like they're sitting there writhing and twisting around or whatever. It looks like they're turning into a Mortal Kombat character, cause like a moment later, like bones start popping out of their shoulders oh, no. or whatever. It's like it's like oh cool, they're growing an extra five rib cages or some shit. <clears throat> Have you ever watched any of the ABCs of Death movies? No, I've never even heard of that. So they're horror anthologies where they got. Oh, that's probably why. Where I'm they not got. A big horror okay, guy. cool. Well, yeah, I was gonna say they they get twenty six directors, 
to each give a letter of the alphabet and they have to make ah. like a five minute long horror movie. There's one in there. I'm I'm pretty good with body horror and things on camera. One of those, I think it was called Z is for Zygote, was the one. It I have was it physically made me ill. Oh, wow. and it was some of the absolute best practical effects I've ever seen. And it physically, it, 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 the long and short of it, without going into too much detail, because it's gross, um, is a woman is pregnant and never gives birth to the kid. So the kid grows up inside of her. So it's like, a, is it like a total recall Quatu yes, sort of scenario? But instead oh, of God. coming out the stomach, the kid um, basically grinds her to death from the inside and wears her oh, skin God. as a suit. What the fuck? And it's insane because they film the whole thing. And the, the effect is just unbelievably fucked up. Like, it, and, it, and it was wonderful. Like, it, it, all it was was a tech demo for a practical effect, you know? And sure. they, they nailed it. But it made me physically ill. Like, I was just well, like, there's gonna, no fucking... Gonna file way. that under must avoid. Yeah. Oh, those movies, if, if you don't like horror and you don't like um, body horror in general, those movies are vile. I wouldn't even necessarily call... Like, they're good in that a lot of, like, good directors came from them. Like, the guy that made The Haunting of Hill House, Mike Flanagan, did one of them in there. His is hysterical. I think... I believe this was his. Either him or Adam Green. Hmm. I can't remember which. Did one called D is for Duck. It's just two guys arguing. They've They've bought a duck, a live duck. And they're arguing about making a snuff film involving the duck. It's like, man, they gave us this letter. All we're gonna, do, I'm just gonna take the gun. I'm gonna shoot the duck in the head, and we're gonna get it on camera. And they just argue the whole time and never end up killing the duck. And it's hilarious. <laughs> like it's just really, really well done. But that sounds um, like that, that. That sounds like that concept literally just from the get go just vanished up its own ass. Exactly. It was hilarious. Like that they were they were just taking the piss out of it. I think one of them was the producer of the movie, so he was just like having fun, you know. But but whatever. Yeah. I can't make a horror movie about a duck, but I can make a short horror film about making a horror film about a duck. So so um I'm getting close to um the the end of the we're over an hour. And I don't mm-hmm. want to keep. And again, dude, this has been awesome. I, I would actually like to have you on again. I think this this was great. Um, I would love to. I really appreciate this. But I have to ask, um, because you even even though it's not a very religious one, you have a, a Jewish background, and I've talked about this on podcasts with my brother before. But have you ever seen The Passion of the Christ? Okay, so. And again, you can just tell me shut the fuck up right now and don't even mention it. But no, I, no, no. But it's, I want to know fine. because that movie um, makes me so angry. <laughs> so <laughs> here's okay. Here's my passion of the Christ story. So okay. When I was living in South Carolina, I was living with my buddy, uh, my buddy John, and uh, you know, and and his and his mother, and his mother was Inspiration Network, super religious, like that kind of person. I think she has since reformed from that because obviously that is cult behavior. Um, but like she, uh. She came back from church one Sunday and like had like two like printouts or whatever on this on this like nasty vomit green paper or whatever. Like take these to the theater and you guys are gonna go see Passion because it's very important that you guys go to Passion. And it's like I'm Jewish and he doesn't care. So I was like, you're gonna. So we we said okay, yeah, we're gonna do it. And like she went to work the next day and like John walks up to me and just says, okay, look, here's what's gonna happen. 
I'm going to destroy these and throw these in someone else's garbage can. And she's going to ask if we went and saw the passion. And you're going to say yes. And you're going to be very vague about it. And that's going to be that. Because I don't want to fucking go see that. And I was like, well, I don't want to fucking go see it either. So we did that. <laughs> and it's like, I've never seen the, so I've never seen the passion. I've heard horrible things. I'm not into a snuff film. I don't give a shit whether it involves the son of God or not. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's to to describe one thing to you <laughs> and this Go is this ahead. is this isn't anything gross or anything like cuz the, the but so i saw it out of curiosity because you know i was in that cult if you will for a long period of time just going to school and kind of half paying attention to it cuz if you know i'm a pretty good student so if they're telling me to listen to something and pay attention i'll listen to it pay attention to it Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I've read this book. I'll go see this movie. I want to know if everyone claiming that Mel Gibson's a crazy, you know, Holocaust not believer um, that made a movie that's an affront against the Jewish faith. Um, I want to watch it and see if, if, you know, if they're just giving him a bad rap because he's a crazy guy, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. Like, the, the, they have, like, the, the, the rabbis are haggling over money in every shot in the goddamn oh, movie. Great. Oh, fantastic. Dude. And that's that's just like the beginning. Um, but so you've you you know this you know this story. I've read the books. I was brought up in the religion. The whole freaking shtick that I was always taught, the thing you were supposed to take away from it, it was the perfect turn the other cheek allegory. It was you get killed by your own people, by your own religion, by your own race, and at the end of it, you forgive all of them because they were supposed to do it. Do you know what I mean? That's the whole takeaway. This isn't like, a, oh, the Jews are awful people because they killed me. This is, forgive them. They they didn't know any better. You know, they're, they're just humans. They're weak. Right. You know, but, but instead of that, okay, this movie ends with them finding the empty tomb of Jesus. And then the Terminator soundtrack kicks up. I am not kidding. No. What? Literally, the score of this movie turns into... No. And Jesus walks... No, I am not. And Jesus walks by the screen, and you see the hole in his hand from where the nail was going into the cross, and then they run the credits. So literally, the movie ends with a war cry. What the fuck? Like like he's going to walk out and just go freaking Super Saiyan on him. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like okay, let's be clear. I'd watch that movie. So would I. <laughs> let's, let's. You know where is you know look. Where is the Jesus just fuck. shows up pissed off and fucks shit yeah, up movie? Yeah. Where's the Where's the fuck your sins? I'm getting out of here. Buff Jesus flying around like goddamn Vegeta, beating the piss out of people. Where's that? I want to see that movie again. I'm calling Hollywood. You know the guy that made Legion would probably be down for making that. I'm sorry. Until you mentioned that, I had forgotten that Legion existed. <laughs> And he'd probably get Paul Paul Bettany to play Jesus. Fuck, that'd be that'd be all right. But you know what? But have him do Jesus like like he does Vision for ninety percent of the movie, and then just when he gets all pissed off, just just have him go completely fucking bug nuts crazy. On so so there that'd is there is one funny story, and I think I've told it on one of these podcasts before. But um, you know, since you didn't see the Passion of the Christ and virulently avoided it. Which, which, good for you. Um, 
the uh, what's his name who played Jim Jim Caviezel, who was yes. a respected actor up to that point, um, played Jesus, and there was like this air on the set of like you know, um, because you know Mel Gibson, right? You know he keeps his sets very like uh, out of the public eye, and you know when he's asked, you know, oh you're you you, you know if he's he's doing like William Wallace in Braveheart, you know. We don't know William Wallace. We don't know that story. So it's fine if Mel Gibson, you know, gets angry at the people interviewing him for changing something about history or whatever. But when you're doing it about, you know, someone's entire livelihood and their religious background, they get a little bit more angry. Um, but uh, either way, he carried himself like Mel Gibson. So they're interviewing Jim Caviezel, who's been struck by lightning like three times while making this movie. And you Has think, he really? Oh, yeah. And, and you think he's going to show up and be like Mel. We're like, oh, this is... I'm being spoken to by God to make this movie, you know. <laughs> you think you're going to hear all that. And so they interview him, and he gets super serious, and they go, okay, so you're playing, you know, the son of God in a film, and, you know, oh, big air quotes on that. And, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, how do you prepare for a role like that? And he got super serious, and he goes, well, you know, what I do is I wake up every morning, and I, you know, I get out of bed, and eat my breakfast, and, you know, uh, have a, have a glass of orange juice. And then I walk across my pool <laughs> and, then, and then he just smiles. He's like, all right, Caviezel gets it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and I thought that I walk across my That's... pool. <laughs> did, he, did, did he say it with that level of just abject stoicism? Yeah, just walk across Fucking my awesome. pool. And That's then, just... and then, and then paused a bit to, you know, is he being serious? <laughs> Yes, he's being serious. This guy is literally reincarnated Jesus because Mel Gibson cast him in the Jesus torture porn movie. No, you fucking do you, idiot. Do you know that Gibson is making a sequel to it? That's bullshit. Shut up. No, no he's I'm not. No, I'm not kidding. He's making a sequel. Where the fuck do you go from that? I'm is it going to be the Jesus Revenge? I think is it going to be that? I think he's doing Revelation is what he's doing. Re- refresh my memory. <laughs> um, Re- Revelation is the scary book that ends the old testament that basically talks oh. about the end of the world great so is jesus going to be walking around with a giant fucking cross nicholas d wolfwood style i hope so <laughs> like if he makes that movie i'm showing up i'll, I'll buy out the whole theater you know <laughs> the, cross, the cross hides about 50 guns and it's also a machine gun and a fucking rocket launcher el mariachi guitar gun style seriously like let, make let, that shit i want to see freaking dragons and goddamn like Oh my Look, the, the god! Best ver- Unfortunately, the best version we got of that is uh, Darren Aronofsky's Noah. <laughs> oh my god! I actually really liked that movie. That movie was fantastic. Like that's what that- happens when someone that's wrestling with their own view of religion and reality makes a movie. It's like holy sure. shit! Like that's how you straight adapt that weird shit right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like wait, I, mean, I I saw that in Assassin's Creed. I didn't think that was real. Oh man, no Noah's a fascinating movie. Like that It really is. Cuz it it's partly very Darren Aronofsky and other parts just really by the book's epic. Like it's weird. Like <laughs> it's very strange. That's You know what? If you're going to make a movie about this shit that everybody knows, if you don't put your own fucking spin on it, it's dead. Oh yeah, no, you you need, you know, um rock rock um, monsters. You have to. You gotta have rock monsters. You gotta have a guy who slams a sword into the ground. Giant fucking wave of fire burns a whole field. That's that shit was cool. Yeah, that movie was that, fascinating. 
Like, you know, again, if you're going to do like this is I think this is why all the Robin Hood movies they keep trying to make keep fucking failing. And I'm not real. Look, despite the fact uh, to quote my buddy. No, man, this one's going to be good because they have an actual British guy playing Robin Hood. Unlike <laughs> now, other Robin Hood. I don't Hoods, fucking care. I speak with a British accent. <laughs> you know, the, the it's Robin Hood, for God's sakes. Okay, the best version was made by Disney. If you're going to make a modern Robin Hood, make it modern. Make it actually modern. Fuck, cast the rock in it. Imagine, imagine an urban Robin Hood. That would okay. actually be fantastic. Like, does he no. still use a bow or does he use like a rifle? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. It would just that would be fantastic. Or fuck it, dude. Cash in on the Hunger Games shit and make it post-apocalyptic. There's no re you know, again, there's no reason to keep it in fucking Middle Eastern or uh, mid middle no, European times. I'm just no, saying, like, no like, point to it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if if you literally do it, do it in America. Do it with the downfall of society and have it. Fuck it. Just make it a Hunger Games sequel. <laughs> Just make it Katniss. You know, <laughs> like, if you want, you know, if you wanted to do, I feel like nowadays you could totally do a really good, really charged Robin Hood movie. Because, you know, the whole, hey, man, a lot of the rich people have all the money is kind of a big issue. Here you know what you, know what you do? You, you do that and have fucking Spike Lee make it. That's what fucking, you do. Yes. That's what Sir, you do. Here is a check with my name on it and no numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, did you see Black Klansman? Not yet, but I, I just, oh, I know was, he's, I know he's yeah. switched back on, and that makes me really happy. Like, I, like I'll be honest, Black Klansman was the first Spike Lee movie I saw, so I really am not privy to like, oh any shit, of his, like Rise and Fall or whatever. Because oh, there's no real Rise and Fall. He just gets a little indifferent from time to time. He, yeah, that's fair enough. He he goes into um uh he goes into okay, I'm also a studio director, so I can just do this by the number shit. You know what I mean? But then he comes out with something like Black Klansman and you go, Oh, this is the guy that made do the right thing again. Uh oh. That you that movie was that movie was so fucking good, but also re- you know, it was it was good, it was funny, but man, some parts of it are so fucking tense. Cause the ba- cause like the the jerk doctor from Scrubs is like Oh demand- man. Is like the is like say is like asking uh, the f- uh, fucking uh, what's his name the fucking uh, shit we you know the Dar- Darth Vader wannabe from the new Star Wars movies Kylo Adam Ren Driver. Adam Driver yeah Adam Driver he's at, it's like you know he's like he's like you know Adam Driver is trying is like trying to infiltrate this white supremacist group and so this guy takes him into like a secret ba- into like a secret bunker in his house and is like all right now pull out now let me see your dick i need to make sure that you're not circumcised cuz otherwise you're a jew and i'm going to have to kick your ass like what the flow whoa where did that come from <laughs> yeah that that came out of nowhere she like, just yeah, got man. real i feel i feel personally attacked <laughs> let me see your dick <laughs> that should have been on the posters <laughs> it was, that movie was fucking crazy. I can't wait to see it. All right. Oh, it's, I am. It's real good. I, I. This is awesome. But yeah, I, I think I think we're getting near the end here, um, dude. This has been an absolute blast. Like I'm actually, I'm I'm honored that you wanted to be on this. This is awesome. Oh man, dude. When when I saw you were doing that, I like I got the I, I look I'm looking at my phone in the like uh, on a bathroom break at work and I'm like well you know if I get home this uh, this afternoon and he uh, you know he's surely he's already gotten there because who wouldn't want that 
And yeah, and I got home the afternoon. It's like it's still where it was. Okay, let me just fix this real quick because I'm not gonna pass up this opportunity. That's awesome, and then I appreciate the patronage because it um it lets my wife be a stay-at-home mom and gives me stuff to do that isn't soul-crushing day job work. Um, so that's it's awesome. So anyway, before that, is there anything you want to pitch? You want to talk about? Are you doing anything that's interesting that you want to point people to? Um, yeah, un- um, unfortunately, unlike yourself, uh, your brother, or uh, you know, other people you have on, I don't. I'm not really a um, like an online person. No, that's I okay. Like, uh, I just I don't I... like write reviews. I just yeah. Everybody who know everybody who knows me knows. Like everybody said, Mason, you should do stand up, and it's like I'm too nervous. I have too much anxiety to do that. Well, if you if you ever do, be sure to send links to it my way so I can send it around because that's awesome. It sounds like it sounds to me like I agree with them because you're you're pretty freaking funny. Um, but, uh, what else, is there any, um, other people, any other sites, any other things you want to tell people about? Um, nothing that isn't already absurdly popular. Cool. I like, just like, I'm... I just want to give you a voice if you need it. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm current, I'm currently, uh, you know, uh, I know, uh, uh, I spent the last week watching the giant bomb extra life stuff. Yep. Cause you know, that, that. That site is fantastic. Uh, go visit Giant Bomb if you haven't already, because it's really good, hilarious video game coverage. Uh, I don't know. Fucking tip your waitresses. <laughs> awesome. I love. See, see, you, you are, you are a stand-up comedian. Um. Anyway, so, uh, so, so the, it's it's been great, Mason. Um. Again, you can find Mason at, at @MasonL87 on Twitter. Um. Tell him you enjoyed this if if you listen to this. Um. And I'm I'll be sure to have uh, you on again, dude. Um. Obviously, I, I, I'm I'm Chris the Chippa at the Chippa on Twitter. Um, the Chippa made this on YouTube. Um, put videos up, uh, podcasts, you know it. Chipman Brothers Tangent with my brother Movie Bob. I'm creating geeks with my wife. Um, we've got some new ones planned for that. We actually owe you all an episode of Jumanji because of the hundred and fifty dollar uh, patron um, from a uh, the, the the guy that pushed me up before you, um, and uh, some other things. Shooting the shit with Chippa right here. Um, I also want to pitch because I just noticed a buddy of mine from college is on a D&D podcast. Um, you ever listen to any Dungeons & Dragons podcasts? Uh, no, I'm too busy actually playing yeah, Dungeons cool. & Dragons. Yeah, cool. So this is, uh, they, the, his, he, he, he's in an improv comedy group that decided to play D&D and make it into a podcast. It's hilarious. The leader of their improv troupe writes the game. Um, it's really freaking funny. It's called Adventure Incorporated. If you or anyone listening wants to go check out their uh, Patreon. I don't understand with how professionally done the show is that they are, they're only like have like $50 on their Patreon right now and they need I'll more. Take a look at they need more to so send the money. The story's hysterical. I'll give you one bit that they that I have always loved my friend Mike um he, he plays he's like one shoe tibble flip something some big eight crazy long name dwarf that he plays and he walks into a bar at one point and they're like what do you have Guy goes, ale, and what are you having? Grog, and they go over to him, and they go, what are you having? And he goes, I'd like a Budweiser with some cow's milk poured in it. And they go, well, that's disgusting. What do you call it? A white American. (laughs) (laughs) And it freaking killed me, and that joke keeps coming up in the show. Of course. And I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, it's a running gag thing. Yeah, and so so they're hilarious. Um, I actually haven't even been able to keep up with it, but um, I have it all saved up. But, yeah, so 
I, I want to pitch those guys because I think they're great. That's Adventure Incorporated podcast. Um, it's Dungeons and Dragons. For those of you that are like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons, that's nerdy. It, it's it's hilarious. If you're into fantasy even at all, just listen to it. The story's great, and the people playing it are hilarious. Um, I also pitch The Big Brown Chair, my buddy Peter's movie review site. And, um, you know, like I said, tip your waitresses. Keep being awesome. Be excellent to each other, as it were, especially in today's day and age. And Mason, thank you for shooting the shit with Chippa. Well, thank you for having me.